This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Been getting set for tonight's play-in games in the NBA throughout much of today's show. We'll uh, continue that here. It's Joe Ostrowski, Dave Sherapan on BetQL Daily. We're live on the Bet 1430 in Denver on uh, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. And the show Twitter handle is at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Uh, Dave's out in Vegas. Well, let's go out to Vegas for our next guest, Jeff Sherman, at Golf Odds on Twitter. Westgate Superbook VP of Risk Management. Uh, it's almost unanimous, Jeff, that uh, this has been a big success. The play-in tournament, which has uh, yet to start. So I'm wondering, from the book's perspective, how much of a success has it been? Is the interest there uh, for both of these uh, upcoming days? Yeah, it definitely is. You know, what we dealt with for a majority of this season was uh, a little bit less handled than you'd expect to see just because there were so many injuries and you really had to watch the injury reports on a nightly basis. And it was pretty consistent that you didn't know who was going to play. But now you pretty much do know who's going to play outside of Sabonis being questionable for the Pacers tonight. You're pretty much going to get these guys playing through injuries. So I think people are going to value putting uh, their support behind teams in this situation. Jeff, Dave here. Um, it's awesome to talk to you here. I could come down and have lunch with you as well, but I, you know, know that you're a Laker guy, and um, everyone knows you're a Laker guy. Is it that easy that they just win tonight, and then you know we just punch their ticket to the Western Conference Finals? Uh, absolutely not. It's uh, <laughs> it's all predicated oh. on the health of of the two stars and LeBron's ankle to me, is not going to be good for him until next season. I think he's going to have issues. However far they go, he's going to be dealing with issues, and we're going to see it tomorrow night. Uh, We saw him tweak it the other night in New Orleans, and with that high ankle sprain, you can run straight ahead, going side to side, different story, pushing off on that that foot. You know, his, his rebound numbers were down a little bit, just not being as aggressive rebounding. Uh, it's it's just going to hamper him. And when it hampers him, it's going to hamper the team. And we know about Anthony Davis over all these years that he just seems to pick up a different ailment every game. So it's the health of those two guys, which I don't think they're going to be right till next season. So it's going to be a tougher go, however far they go, but I'm not expecting them to come out of the West this year. Mm, Not an easy path at all. And it starts with the Warriors tomorrow night. Uh, Can you talk about uh, the, uh, the move in the market with the Lakers-Warriors game? Well, a lot of places opened up the Lakers six and a half, and it's currently Lakers four and a half. And I really believe a lot of that has to do with everyone knowing about LeBron tweaking his ankle and not being 100%. So if he can't go at 100% level, then that's going to be factored into the line, and I think that's what the betters have spoken with. And hence we see four and a half. Now I expect the public to lay that. 
And I think by the time we get to tomorrow, it's going to probably sell about five. But it's definitely a few points less than it should be. Uh, as if LeBron were healthy, we'd see a little bit higher of a line. Jeff, I get asked all the time, how do you make the lines? And, you know, now that I'm a media guy and not in the risk rooms, I try to tell them, but there's times I just can't explain it. And Washington at Boston, I can't explain. Can you explain the line? And do you have an opinion in that game? I don't have an opinion. It's right where I, I thought it would be one and a half, two on Boston. And the way to explain it is Boston, obviously without Jalen Brown now. So it's downgraded them a lot. We've seen how Washington ended up the year and they've been darlings at the betting window and the public likes to support them. And with what Westbrook and Beal, even though Beal's not hundred percent healthy, they like to get behind teams that can score a lot of points. So we see that at the betting window with the support for the wizards and we expect it tomorrow night. Uh, and, and Boston, they've just been in a tailspin lately, especially without Jalen Brown. So you put those combinations together, you get a very low line in this uh, one-game situation to get the seven seed. Did you expect the three here with uh, Indiana and Charlotte, the other matchup tonight? Uh, just short of that, two and a half, I thought. I mean, the market's pretty solid three, so we're just sitting there at that. But I won't hesitate to drop it. I'd be surprised if it goes higher than that. I could see it going down, especially with Sabonis being dinged up. I mean, the Pacers, everyone knows how poor they played at home. Uh, and then with their, their health concerns and Miles Turner not there, Sabonis dinged up, Holiday. I mean, it goes on and on with this team. So, I mean, if you had to lean to a side, I would probably lean to the Charlotte side plus a three. Hey, uh, Jeff, before we get to the golf, because you are the golf odds guy in town, I just wanted to mention, I was down there Sunday. I saw Rexy. I picked up a packet on the NFL, weeks one through 18. You did sides and totals for every game, which I've been a part of that process. I can't believe you did it with totals. Can you explain the process of either doing the lines or how much either fun it was or aggravating it was? And were you going to bat for a team against the boys that they just didn't see uh, while you were doing those numbers? Well, I believe this is unprecedented. I know you used to do the, I think you did the sides on every game, right? Yeah. We yeah. one through 18 and, yeah. you know, adding total. So we basically priced up every game as if you could bet it now leading up to the game. And, uh, it's, it, it was a lot of work. I mean, huh. you know, we had uh, five of us that just pounded the numbers out and had our own power ratings and talked it through. And that's what made the numbers better in our opinion is the more input you get into it. Um, of course, we had differences and we wanted people to come to the table with differences so we can argue and hash it out. And uh, I won't mention any names, but one of the guys in the risk room uh, was very high on the Giants. And he had his <laughs> Giants about about four to five points off on a lot of us. You know, the toughest oh, one man. to deal with was, was the Packers with Rodgers yeah. actually pricing, pricing those games and, uh, you know, try to put a percentage weight on what we think of him playing there or not playing there and just factor that in the line. But, you know, us putting that up, it's the same thing on the other side of the counter is people have to, to guess with what their percentage is going to be. And so we, we thought, why not, a, why not throw one up there and, and let people bet and, you know, so far we've only taken two bets for a thousand dollars. Anything of note, and it's been week two: the Vikings plus three and a half at the Cardinals, and week five: 
the Bears plus three and a half at the Raiders. Other than that, it's been some small stuff and uh, not too much um, things. You know, we haven't moved any games at all yet. So, you know, people are going to wait and formulate their opinions as they get more information that goes along. Okay, so when I saw those numbers, Jeff, the first thing I did is I flipped to Week 18. I'm like, how are they going to handle Week 18? We don't know which quarterbacks are going to be out there, which teams uh, might be tanking at the very end, might have a buy set. Their their playoff position won't change. Um, how you were going to handle those numbers, but people aren't jumping in taking shots there, huh? No, and you know, it, just like I said, it's everyone else is in the same boat as us, just a guessing game, and we tried to yeah. factor that into some into some lines with. Uh, you know, some of the teams that you expected to maybe uh, be in a position to rest some starters and then adjust that to a certain degree and account for that. So you don't see a, a, a regular point spread in some of the games on week 18. But, um, you know, we took all that into account. We took bye weeks into account, uh, you know, three straight row games, things like that. And uh, it was it was a taxing exercise. Let me just say that. So I give props to Dave for doing it previously because uh, this is our first time doing it. And Obviously, we'll do it going forward, but it replaces our games of the year where we used to just choose five games each week and adjust them throughout the season. But we decided to do this way, offer every single game side in total, and they'll be coming down at the start of week one, and we're not going to adjust them through the, the season. That would be even probably more taxing than what it was <laughs> doing these initially. So, uh, sure. But it, it was fun, and it's nice to get it up there. It's a lot to talk about. And um, it's it's a, it is a taxing process, but it, it's worth it, Jeff, because it'll it'll lead you to the right direction for those like week seven matchups and different things. You'll find uh, a different way. Joe, did you want to hit him with another NBA one? Yeah, was uh, Jeff? Was there any um, sh- sharp action that you've seen in these four play-in games? You think is worth mentioning? Well, just what we saw in the Warriors against the Lakers coming down a yeah. few points. Other than that, it's been some of the totals that have been bet under by the Sharps. Uh, you know, just movement downward. Uh, the Washington-Boston one has gone down. The Lakers-Warriors have gone down from 222 to 219 and a half. So initially, just some totals being bet under. And I can understand that because now you're supposed to transition to the defensive aspect, playoff atmosphere. Uh, so you shouldn't see a, a total that you normally see in the regular season. So. That's all we've seen at this point, but you know we got the two tonight, two tomorrow, and it'll pick up closer to game time. If uh, if your Lakers do advance here in the first playing game and they get the seven, and now we're talking about Suns Lakers, what are you thinking as far as the series price? Probably a little bit higher than people expect. I mean, we were throwing around uh, Lakers about minus two fifty, and oh, so okay. it's. Uh, I don't think we've seen a, a seven seed over a two seed minus two fifty before. I think that'd be unprecedented, but. Uh, we know what type of Lakers support we'd have, and we consider the Suns a good regular season team. There's a couple teams out there that we would equate to what we've seen the Houston Rockets when they had Harden those last few years where they'd pit her out in the playoffs and they'd be a, a good regular season team that would beat up on a lot of the poor teams. And we think Phoenix and Milwaukee are representative of that this year, and we don't expect the Suns or the Bucks to go too far. So are the Lakers favored um, pretty much – the entire way, Jeff. Is there a team in the West, even if it's the Clippers, or the Jazz? Is there a team in the West that would even be a pick'em against the Lakers? Or are they favored the whole way? It, well, if the Lakers were to lose to the Warriors and win the eight seed and play Utah, and Utah came back with a healthy Donovan Mitchell, now that's the key on the Utah aspect. We would have that price right around pick to maybe the Lakers a small favorite. Wouldn't be anything big because the Jazz have an extremely high power rating. 
but you know Mitchell missed the, the last tail end of the season and we'll have to see if he's going to be ready for game one of the playoffs and if he's not then that could change the price but uh Utah's got a very high power rating uh then depending on how the Lakers would look getting through and also the other opponents uh the Clippers could potentially be one where if the Lakers struggle through seven games and LeBron looks dinged up while the Clippers are cruising. The Clippers could potentially come small favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With uh, Jeff Sherman, Westgate Superbook VP of Risk Management, Joe Ostrowski, Dave Sherapan here on BetQL Daily. Oh, by the way, Dave, with all the stuff going on in the NBA playoffs with the schedule change that we've seen over the last few years, you've got a golf major here with the PGA Championship. Uh, how is the action on that two days out? Yeah, it's been good. It's been really picking up like it always does a few days before the tournament. And a lot of the favorites at the top are seeing some support. Uh, we took 3,000 on uh, Matt Roy at 12 to 1, 3,000 on Justin Thomas at 16 to 1, some Xander Shoffley support. And a, a tournament like this, you know, the PGA out of the four majors is really like the least real major. I almost <laughs> consider the Players' Championship more of a major than this one as far as prestige goes. And you could really take a lot of golfers into play in this, especially the conditions here, a lot of Europeans in the play. But we're seeing support all the way down the board for guys like Keegan Bradley. We got liability on him, Matt Jones, Victor Perez. So there's a lot of golfers going down the board that people think have a chance to win this week. Unlike the Masters, where you could say, I think, you know, six to eight golfers have a chance to win. Uh, but it's really wide open from the betting standpoint. And we're really seeing that translate at the window. So everything's been like different with uh, making numbers and doing odds and, you know, schedule changes and everything's been off for like a year. You got the PGA, the second major instead of the fourth major. And it's in May instead of August and all this other stuff, let alone what's gone on with golf betting, Jeff. I mean, like it's exploded, all these different things. Is it harder to make numbers for this now being when it is and then have you expanded the menu you know are you doing top 20 are you doing top 10 and all these different things because your master stuff is amazing it's 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 one of the best around are you doing the same stuff for the pga we're doing more than we've done and not to the extent of the masters because the masters just gets everybody out almost like betting the Daytona 500, the Kentucky Derby, you get people that don't normally bet golf that get involved with the masters. So that'll always be the largest menu, but we do increase the menus each year. And I've done that for the masters this year and the PGA too. And right now I've got 20 matchups up, but I'm going to expand that and add another 30 today mm-hmm. to get to 50. And we've got a hundred propositions. And just like you mentioned, top five, top 10, top 20 on a lot of the popular golfers. Those are, are really increasing uh, over the years with action and support by the top five, 10 and 20 markets. So I keep trying to expand those. Then we have uh, the usual props like winning score, cut score, lowest round. Those are always popular. Uh, but uh, the, the, the top five, 10 and 20 is really what we want to target. And in Colorado, we offer that on every golfer, the whole field. It just goes down and it's almost like an odds to win pool. So we do first-round leader, top five, top 10, top 20 in Colorado. And we got the first-round leader, top five up. We'll be adding top 10, top 20 this morning. So a Colorado app actually has more information, more wagering options than the Nevada app. Very good. Take advantage if you're listening on the bet 1430 in Denver, Colorado. Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter, Westgate Superbook VP of Risk Management. Thank you, Jeff. Talk soon, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff.
Good stuff there uh, from Jeff Sherman. I agree with him about the PGA Championship too. It's like okay, they yeah. change the schedule around. It's just there's no juice. There's no juice this week, right? Nope. Not anything close to the other ones. It's just not. Yeah. 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 And and I'm a golf fan. I'm a golf better. There is juice with the Stanley Cup playoffs with what we've seen so far in the first week. We'll talk about it with Alex Moretto from the score. He'll drop by. Joe Ostrowski, Dave Sherapan on the BetQL Audio Network.